is up guys this is Jay crypto once again thanks for tuning in to another video of mine and guys if you want to learn more about crypto or you want to just understand certain projects well you're in the right place because I'm gonna be covering everything from beginner concepts to advanced concepts and the fundamentals behind blockchain and cryptocurrency as I learn more about it I will be reporting that to you guys in the form of video on this YouTube channel. And just remember guys, I'm not a financially registered advisor, so everything I say and do is for entertainment purposes only. Well, let's get into it. So in today's video guys, I want to bring you some news. Let's get right into the crypto news of June 1st. Good vibes. So first off, we got a few Headlines all over the place a few different things. I'm going to tell you guys about strong Bitcoin rally in sight as extreme fear grips BTC crypto analysis Alex Kruger says three signals Indicating Bitcoin could be bottoming out According to crypto trader Scott Melker Dogecoin here to stay says crypto king <laughs> an interesting social phenomenon Dogecoin has really been um, next up, I want to share with you a quick clip of Altcoin Daily and something I thought was pretty expiring and did pump me up. Can't put the cart before the horse. We need to talk about the market mover because there are a couple of questions that remain unanswered. Number one, was this the bottom? Number two, what's going to happen in the short term? Are we going to retest the bottom? Are we going to go lower than the bottom, possibly $28,000? Are we going to go higher from here? And the bigger question is, for the midterm, was this the top? Are we in a bear market now? Or are we in a bull market? This is what I want to talk about now. Guys, listen. Cryptocurrency is incredibly volatile, and it's difficult to guess the markets. And Altcoin Daily is spot on. We don't really know if the markets are going to go down from here or up from here. But at the same time, guys... Just broaden your perspective. You know, I had a good friend of mine who's a developer over at uh, MIT. And, you know, I just recently met the guy. And he always says the same thing whenever we talk about blockchain. Broaden your perspective. Okay, whatever happens price-wise, short-term. Honestly, what we should be looking at, guys, is the adoption that's coming. The nuances that we have in this market that we didn't have before. In 2017... Last time the market crashed, guys, we didn't have true disruption. We had thoughts of disruption. That brings me to this next article around something I'm very passionate in and believe in, which is how crypto is disrupting the philanthropy, philanthropy, philanthropy economy. Uh, crypto's wealthiest citizens have not only been given generously to their preferred charities but have been actively redesigning the business of giving guys so in brief crypto companies and individuals are increasingly giving to charity i give to charity through a company or through a cryptocurrency there's many cryptocurrencies out there that give to charity and they do this through a tax incentive tokenomics they do this through just sheer you know what's in the protocol allows them to do it and What's great about this is some of these coins are getting young people involved. Some of these coins and projects are DAOs, so that way the 
shareholders or token holders are able to actually change the protocol itself and make it so that way it's something that they want to give to. It gives the user control. Now with that being said, but many traditional charities aren't being included in the digital money deluge, AKA disruption, okay? A big problem I've always had with charities, I didn't know how they were using the money. So it's very easy to see how certain charities that are doing, you know, maybe shady things with, with what they have are getting a little bit, you know, antsy like oh wow we have this charity we're doing shady things we're taking some profit ourselves, and now everyone's giving to these cryptocurrency charities what are we going to do but on the flip side guys it's also true that some of these charities that aren't part of this cryptocurrency development are not shady and doing things properly either way some charities have raised their concerns that control and guidance is being taken away in favor of giving control to the donors which could be a good or bad thing depending on how you see it all right, moving on. Guys, this is a great little tool that you guys should really check out. It's called tradingview.com. Now, tradingview.com, I found something very interested, interesting. I always go to prices, and if you go to prices, you can see a few different things like overview, uh, performance, and this will give you the overview of the top coins. The crypto project, you can see performance, how things have changed or developed along the way what's performed the highest, what's performed the lowest. You can check out market oscillators, what's going on. But something I like to do is I like to look at trend following. And the reason why I do this, guys, is right now where some of the market movers like Bitcoin and Ethereum have a selling trend or a bearish trend, this is the best time to, to see who, what projects can withstand these kinds of things. And as we look, we see Cardano, the first and the highest in market cap that has a strong buying signal on the moving average rating. And I thought that that was a pretty interesting concept, if you think about it, guys. Um, another thing was Matic Network, which is Polygon, which aids to the gas fees that are happening on the Ethereum network. So, you know... Uh, another one. And then most of the other strong buying moving averages are with stable coins like DAI. Um, we did see some other cool stuff here. So I would recommend you guys to definitely check it out. And then we also have Celsius. I just did a cool video on Celsius and BlockFi. If you guys want, you can check it out. And uh, I think that's over here. BlockFi and Celsius will disrupt traditional banks. So feel free to go over there and check that out, guys. But the fact that Celsius' Celsius's coin is doing so well is just a testament to the tokenomics that were in place for Celsius banking services. All right. Next up, we got Beyond Dogecoin. This is something I found very interesting. How volume of tweets about a project affect price. The five hottest cryptocurrencies on Twitter this month. So basically what it goes over is... One of these coins is called Telcoin, which is its ticker is Tel. 300% Twitter volume. Now, if you watch, as Twitter volume goes up, it usually indicates that the price is about to explode. Okay, this is just goes to show you how much the media can control the markets. Um, and if we look over here, this volume was ultra high right from the get-go. And as we saw, boom. All of a sudden, that exposure led to a market pump. 
okay? And same thing over here as the volume kind of, you know, oh, and then we see it go up. We see a little spike there. We see a little spike there and boom. And then we're seeing a drastic decrease. Look at that. That could have maybe happened because of this dump. But as it increases, the pump, the uh, price follows. So as we look at this one, which was, I believe, was this Matic? Yeah. So this next one, I exec. Very interesting. We almost see identical pumps with the rises in the price, guys. And then Solana, the volume super high all the way throughout. And we do see that pump. So it's a good article because it really shows you how Twitter, the volume of tweets on Twitter can control the price. All right, guys, the last thing I want to leave you with is a very pleasant, slightly murky article about how federal regulations are coming into focus. This, I think, is very important for cryptocurrency, especially with the drastic change from a conservative to a Democratic administration. Um, a lot of the time, you know, whatever way of the, the fence you swing on, those are two very different policies that have just really, you know, create a lot of uncertainty, especially in economics, not to mention cryptocurrency. So this article kind of gave some clarity to how some things are coming into clarity for lack of a, you know, a word that wasn't the same word twice. And this was a great video I watched about the senator of Nebraska, who is definitely a crypto enthusiast, trying to bring blockchain into Nebraska and why. Check it out. Good morning. You know, Senator Blood, I wonder what is the state of crypto in Nebraska right now? Is it like Wyoming, where the state has passed several laws to encourage innovation and entice developers to come into the state to do business, or is it trying to get there? So I'd say it's a little bit both. I can tell you that my freshman year, which was five years ago, that I actually brought forward some DLT bills. Um, but what I found that when it came to DLT and um, blockchain, that the only thing people really seem to have a concept about was Bitcoin. And so it's taken a lot of time to train people and move them forward to try and get people to embrace the importance of, of anything that, that pertains to um, blockchain and DLT. Um, but what I can tell you is that we did pass a bill actually within the last 30 days that pertains to cryptocurrency. Um, and it is my hope now that as we move to the interim, which is the period between our sessions, um, that I can impress upon people the importance of um, this type of technology and agriculture, because ag is really important to Nebraska and our economy. And I feel that the harder we work to really educate our body, the faster we can move forward when it comes to utilizing that to, to help them make so more money. What, what inspired you to propose this bill, and how do you see blockchain technology benefiting Nebraska? Well, although I'm 60 years old, I'm kind of known as a techie person in our body. Um, I find anything having to do with technology of any type to be, um, well, quite frankly, it makes me giddy. I find it very exciting. I love that technology is always changing. There's always something that we can move forward to. Um, being uh, somebody who grew up on a farm and now lives in urban Nebraska, I know the importance that we have to keep our farms moving forward and making money here in Nebraska, and I see technology as that next step. Senator, why do you specifically need blockchain technology for agriculture as opposed to just some other fancy database or, I don't know, technological innovation? Oh, good question. And I love that I get to preach the choir for once, by the way. Usually I'm talking to um, people who only know Bitcoin and barely know that. So when you're talking about a consolidated record that, that really constitutes that single and shared version of the truth, that's ag, right? We, you talked a little bit about farm to table. So we know the domino effect that happens when we talk about um, utilizing blockchain. We know that once that agreement is made and everything is put into place, that it, it's pretty much hands off. And that's what we need for ag because that's going to be less money and time that they're spending on things that they've usually had to deal with um, manually. So... I think that when it comes to tracking organic food, especially, like we truly don't know the food we eat, where it comes from, and what the process was bringing it to our table. So we're going to be able to utilize this technology to not only show where it comes from, but as you know, we can pinpoint what field, what part of that field or that farm that it came from. We can tell you how it was transported. We can easily track it and make that information available for consumers, not to mention the health and safety aspect of it. Um, we know that we can track things uh, when it comes to foodborne um, outbreaks, right? We know that 
uh, when it comes to salmonella or E. coli, that with the utilization of, of blockchain technology, that we'll be able to pinpoint where that came from and protect a lot of people from getting sick. But most importantly, when it comes to our farmers, not just talking about consumers, is that we know that we're going to get money in their pockets faster. Right? They don't have to worry about invoicing uh, somebody and then waiting 30 days to possibly get paid. Um, they're not going to have to be working also with trucking companies because that's also going to be figured in at the beginning of the transaction. And that's why, too, that this interim study that we have, um, we are inviting business and labor um, committee. We are inviting the ag committee. Um, we are inviting transportation committee because we want everybody to see wow. that it's not just about. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's kind of what I got for you today. I would be curious to hear what you think of that video. Feel free to comment below. I think the narrative total in total, though, is uh, right now we're in the midst of a ton of adoption. And the market has never seen adoption like this in the past. So will that, you know, change our reiterating uh, cyclical nature that crypto has followed? Will we enter a market maybe like we have where 50% drops can actually lead back to a bull market. Does it really matter? Or are you just a long-term hodler to the moon? Whatever it is, guys, I hope you enjoyed my video. I hope you learned something. And as always, feel free to subscribe. Feel free to ask any questions below. This is Jay Crypto, and I appreciate your viewership. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have an incredible rest of your week. Take care.